Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, coming to you today from uh, Franklin, Tennessee, just south of the Music City. Joining me today is uh, Mr. Kyle uh, Carnahan. He is a, he's a father to four boys and a baby girl, uh, 20 years married to his lovely wife, uh, Warrior Mom Fitness. You can find her on Instagram. He's a firefighter, owner of Royal Fast Burn Supplements. He does it all. High energy guy. Really excited to have him on the show. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It is uh, it is truly an honor and a privilege to have you. Yeah, man. Great, great name for a podcast. Thank really. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I um, it was interesting. I I used it used to be called the M60 podcast, and I had to explain the name to everybody. But you know, discovering masculinity is a little bit more straightforward. But uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't think I've ever told this story on the air about why I um, called it the M60 podcast. But I'll uh, I'll, I'll tell it tell it to you. I've I've told it to a couple other people. But I grew up in uh, a small town in South Central Michigan. And um, the, the way they do the state highways there in Michigan, they use they have an M and the uh, the number of the state of the highway after it. So like, you know, it'd be like uh, M60 was the state highway. It ran through my hometown. And so it kind of fit with the uh, the theme of the podcast in the sense that I was talking about men's issues and masculinity. And I tried to keep everything around 60 minutes. So men's issues, 60 oh. minutes. And it kind of had that tie back to my my hometown there. But, uh, you know, I, I decided to do a little bit of rebranding since it was a little bit more type of. Of a masculine journey type uh, uh, podcast on that. So, but uh, um, Kyle, you are the uh, uh, you have your your profile on Instagram um, uh, called Superhuman Fathers. You're the Superhuman Fathers coach. We're going to talk to you about that uh, as well here uh, coming up in a few minutes. But uh, this is the first question that I asked everybody on the podcast. I like to uh, to dive in with both feet. Um, can kind of be compared to a cold plunge, I guess. But uh, um, big theme of the show that that I ask about is um, what does it mean to be a man in uh, the Western world today? Well, character and integrity. And I could just shut up. You could. But... <laughs> I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Yeah. Though. <laughs> and then now the podcast is over. Like, really, you could just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Cue Motorhead. There we go. You know what I mean? Because in the end, that's the only thing that matters. Mm -hmm. How do you do that, though? You know, there's a, obviously you got to figure that out, right? Yeah. They're yeah. just words to a lot of people. Those are just words. So we have we have responsibilities, and they're innate. Like, I truly believe that every man knows what they need to do. Like, I talk to hundreds of them, and we all get it. When, when you get down to the brass nuts of it, we all agree. Like, yeah, we got to take care of our families um, at a high level, protect them, provide for them, um, and show up for them in a way that creates an environment where they're safe to be loved for who they are. That's not easy to do. Yeah. And this struggle of, of men and their families 
is not letting the outside stressors and problems affect how they show up in the home as a father, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What would you say, um, what would you say is, is the biggest, uh, I want to use the word, I want to use the word barrier, but I, I don't know if that's quite the right, right word, but what's the biggest obstacle or, or thing that, um, you know, like you said, we, we know what to do. Uh, and with the, a lot, a lot of things in life that are worth doing are, are very, very, they're easy to understand, but they're hard to do. So what, what does it make, what is it, uh, you know, that character and integrity, what, what makes it so hard for, uh, for men to achieve that, or even to, um, you know, to, to, to have that as part of their life and part of, part of who they are, because you really need that as, as in your, in your innermost being to, to be a truly be an effective man, effective uh, father and, and husband and provider. What, what would you say is the, the barrier that's, that's holding men back from doing that? Awareness. Awareness is number one, because it, it's your natural tendency to seek the easy path and the easy path will always destroy every relationship that you have and every goal that you set forward. Anytime you try to be better, create something, um, start a physical fitness program, try to eat right, try to quit addictions. You're always going to make the story in your head so that you take the easier path. You're going to create a story so that things are easy and the easy road will crush you. It'll destroy you. It'll make you weak and soft and you'll become female. <laughs> like now, and, and I don't yeah. mean that in a, in, like, at all in an offensive way to females but females have their own job and males have theirs <laughs> mm -hmm. right yeah the way we show up is different the energy that we give overall is different i feel like both of us have to have a little bit of each to make way in the world and actually be leaders from where we stand because no question women are leaders like my wife leads me and i lead her but she does it from a feminine way and I do it from a masculine way. And I'm mm -hmm. able to morph into the feminine as needed to connect with her. And she's able to morph into the masculine just ever so slightly. So we're on the same page. So it's like, it's really understanding like this, like emotional IQ in this relationship to be able to lead the family. I would say awareness is the, the biggest thing. And then remembering what's at stake like what's yeah. at stake if we don't figure this out what's at stake if we if we do just let ourselves float and take the easy path like yeah. then then what happens nobody's going to follow anyone that doesn't have discipline that doesn't have a, a clear vision of their life and the code that they live by and their belief system like no one's going to follow you and so if that's you your wife's not going to follow you and your kids aren't going to follow you so now we've just taken the father out of the picture, even though he's there. And we've all heard all the statistics of families without fathers. Mm -hmm. What happens to those kids? I would say that there's many families where the father isn't there. They have two moms. Yeah. Or the mom becomes the dad. Yeah, yeah. Because they have to. Now you got a mom that has to be a mom and a dad because the dad's not stepping up and playing his role. Mm -hmm. And then, then that pressure and burden on the wife, whew, to have to do both, yeah. it's heavy. Then it crushes them, destroys their relationship. Now there's frustration and inner turmoil on both sides. And now the kids are going to get the brunt of that too. If you can't get this relationship, the marriage right, um, there's going to be tension in the family. Always. Mm -hmm. 
I, people say, how do I become a better dad? Become a better husband. Mm -hmm. You become very tightly spiritually connected with your wife. You're going to naturally be a better father. The energy in the home will change. And the most important thing that, that kids feel, notice the word feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's what they feel, not what you do or what you say. It's how they feel around you that are going to, that's going to make the biggest difference in their life. You can say all the right things, do all the right things, but if they feel lack of connection, if they feel tension, if they feel judgment, they're going to have to, they're going to carry that for the rest of their lives. It's what they feel that matters. Yeah. And that starts with the marriage. Mm -hmm. marriage. Yeah. Yeah. The phrase uh, that comes to mind is more, more is, uh, especially when it comes to children's more, more is caught than taught. Um, you know, we're taught is just like the, the words, the words and the, uh, the, that you convey to them. But, you know, the, the catching is just like you said, the, the feeling and, and how, how your children look and feel around you. Um, kind of asking a, that, uh, that question a little bit uh, in a little bit different way. How, how do you see the, um, uh, the state of uh, masculinity in the West right now? Uh, I think overall it's falling apart due to cultural ideas that uh, pleasure and rest is the win. Mm -hmm. You know, I can get to Friday and Saturday I can go party and drink my face off. If I get when I get home from work, I can have six beers and and a whole uh, pizza, and uh, and like that's what I look forward to. Um, the idea, the the other thing is like men are not connecting with their women. Like at all. They're just mm -hmm. emotionally distant completely. There's a complete pride wall in between a husband and wife, and they're just cordial to each other at times. A lot most of the time they're actually um really damaging to each other. But even the best marriages, they're cold, they're just cordial, but there's no like really amazing like moments anymore that they used to have when they were dating or first married. It's just boring and blah. Yeah. And a lot of this is because their lives are boring and blah. And they've, they've stopped fighting. They've stopped chasing like their best self. They've let themselves go. Their body is just turned into like full dad bod blah. They're not pushing anything. They're not pushing themselves. They're not getting up early to attack their life. It's just get up, go to work, get this thing done, get the kids to their sports, come home, eat dinner, very little excitement. Like, kill me. Like, what kind of life is that? Like, I literally would rather just, just kill me now. Like, why am I even here? Because I'm already dead. And this is the thing. I want to shake men out of this stupor that they're in. Like, your life sucks. I say, I say, hey, how's your marriage? It's good. I go, oh, that sucks. That's rough. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good's the have, enemy of great. You just want to have a good marriage? That's good. Yeah. How's your job? Good. good. You know what? When people ask me, like, how's your marriage on fire? Like more spiritually connected than I could possibly imagine. We're like one human. Like, oh, how do you like your job? You work. I love it. It lights me on fire. It's what I want to do all day. I don't even work. You know, like, how was your day? I'm crushing it. Like, I got to how I, I got so many messages today of men changing their lives. And uh, I probably I, I brought already brought in 15 grand today to the business. Like, this is what I want men to realize they're capable of. Yeah. You see, because if I can, if I do it, I can talk shit. If I do it, I can tell you what you can do, because I know I'm an idiot. I know I'm a normal dude. I know that. 
Sometimes people see people's results and they're like, oh, that guy's special, you know? He's one of those. I'm a fucking moron. I want you to know that. But I love people and I'm not scared to lean in to my own fears and doubts and insecurities. I am not afraid of failure. If you can just do the thing that your heart is whispering you to do every moment when you feel it or hear it, whatever that might be, like for a young man, like go talk to that girl. So many of us make excuses like, oh, yeah, she's not going to like me, you know, like, no, you have to listen to that voice or like start that business or like, hey, um, go give that person some money or, you know, whatever it is, you know, the answers and this voice is whispering to you all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I laugh because I, I saw the, the, you know, the movie. Yes, man. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm yes, man. Like, that's me. But it's like to myself. So okay. like, anytime I have that inclination to do something, build something, create something, or say I'm going to do something, like, if, if you get the inclination, like, let's say, like, for me the other day, um, there were two, two right back to back. It was like, I'm a fireman. I use those nicotine pouches, the Zins, like mm -hmm. you put them in your lip, non-tobacco nicotine. Um, like, Firemen use them, dude, like because we'll be up for like four days straight, you know. So you're just like, get a call, you're like, whoop, yeah, oh, let's go, you know. And uh, there's no, there's no tobacco in them; they ain't cancer causing. There's, there's just no health drawbacks to them. I've done all the research and like, and uh, and I just felt it. It's like, hey, the, that thing's making you your bitch, man. It owns you. And I'm like, oh no, I got to give that up. And it's like, it's time. I'm like, go downstairs, throw all that shit away. Yeah. And right after that, the day after. It's like, hey, uh, you're done with all the bullshit food. Like, I know you fit into your macros, carbs, fats, and proteins, some little snacks, some like healthy snacks even, or like protein bars and shit. It's like, you're done. No more. And I'm like, are you serious? Like that too? <laughs> I can't do that too. But if you just lean in and listen, do you know how powerful you get? Like utter control, like. It's like you're shedding chains off of yourself, like slavery, because you're like, I, I've also, I've already cussed a lot on here. Is that okay? Oh yeah. Perfectly okay. fine. Yep. Yep. I don't give a fuck and I don't need anything from anyone or anything. That is the ultimate goal is to just not need anything anymore. Like, so yeah. there's no leverage from the resistance. Meaning when you make a commitment to something, the excuse, like, let's say a wake up time, like, all right, I'm going to get up at five every morning. It's like, when you wake up, there's there's this resistance and there's excuses. If you can build yourself to the point where those excuses have no foothold anymore, they have no power over you. Mm -hmm. You just do. You said it, so you do it. You feel it, so you do it, right? And then there's differentiating the voices because there's the other voice too. The resistance voice can can try to trick you and make it think that it's your conscience. Yeah. Bullshit lies. Here's how you can tell the difference. If it's hard, it's your conscience. Mm -hmm. It's God's voice. Yep. He will never tell you to do anything easy. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be sacrificial. You're always going to be putting something on the altar to make yourself better. It's always going to be service oriented. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's how we live our lives. Superhuman fathers. That's how you become a superhuman father is you just keep laying it on the altar yeah. sacrifice more yeah 
Yeah, I was about to say that that voice in there that uh, that you were talking about early on, like you know, well, some people call that the Holy Spirit. So, that's, for sure, uh, yeah, and, yep. And I'm I'm open to that idea for sure. I used to, I was raised Mormon. I called it the Holy Spirit for many many years, and I felt when I was living in accordance to my conscience mm-hmm. uh, that I was I felt it speak to me. You know, now I'm in a a place where I left the Mormon Church and and I went into the nothingness. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't just, what does it feel like to just not believe in anything just to like believe in death and darkness. So I went in there. That was very scary. I was terrified of that idea. And then I went in there and I was like, okay, well, I'm still breathing. Um, if this is the case and damn, uh, I sure am grateful to like be here. Cause it's utterly impossible. What, yeah. what I'm seeing is creation. So then I sat in there and I was like, okay, well, I'm now I'm grateful in the darkness. That's interesting. I didn't think that was going to happen. And then you're like, okay, well, there has to be some kind of creation here. Like this was, cre- it's too amazing. It's too incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started from scratch and started to build this, like, what is this? What is happening here in this existence? And the only thing that I know is I know that character and integrity is everything. And what is that? That that is that pole of your conscience. That's mm-hmm. what that is, you know. And that that is those moments when you take the harder path, even though it's going to be to your detriment, even though it might burn it all down. I mean, it's it's braveheart shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like that that to me is everything. And so if I can live a life that I am truly willing to die for, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that's a life worth living. Yeah. 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 The, um, I'm thinking about the ending of that movie, um, where he, where he is, does finally die and lets out the, lets out that, that battle cry, you know, freedom when they're, you know, when they're finally, you know, dismembering him is, and that I get a little choked up thinking about it right now, just because, Love it, bro. you know, yes. it's like, how, how do you find a life that, that you want to give, give yourself so totally to. And that's something that, you know, you, you search, we, we search for a lot as men. And I think that's why, like you said, that's, that's why men are just so, so angry and downtrodden these days. It's just because they they don't, they don't have that. They don't, they don't have that. They just settle for good enough. And like you said, they just like, Oh, it's, it's good. It's okay. You know? And, and I I can't remember who who said, I want to say it was Jim Collins and good to great, but like, you know, bad's not the enemy of great. Like good is the enemy of great. Just good enough getting by, coasting by. And um, yeah, it, it's just, and we call it in, in men's group, uh, call it like finding your edge, like finding a way to uh, to put yourself forward with that. So yeah, it, and what you're talking about too, just like the the disconnect between husbands and, and wives these days, it's no wonder that the divorce rate is so high and, it, and it's no wonder that uh, divorces are, are I've, I've heard st- statistics between like 70% and 80% of, of marriages that are, are divorces that are initiated are initiated by the, the woman in the relationship. And it's just from what you, you're saying, it's like, it's no wonder, like it, it, because there's just so much of a, of a disconnect there. Or we think as we think as men, sometimes we're, we're just so task oriented that, that we get, uh, when we find we think that like getting the wife or, or getting you know getting into a marriage like that's the goal and then we can stop there and there, there's you know so it's just like we're we're such an, an event 
focused culture rather than a process focused culture. I think that that's part of the the detriment to, to what we're, we're seeing. And, and um, yeah. And then, and, and even then, like we keep, even if we do get our shit together, cause we're like, okay, well, I, I gotta be a better husband. So you start doing things like doing the dishes and helping more around the house and uh, maybe uh, you know, like buying gifts or something, you know, and then, and then men find like, why we're still struggling and you're like okay well there's two things going on here one you were an asshole for like 10 years so sometimes 20 sometimes more so it's going to take more time than just that it's going to take years for you to crawl out of this pit but even more there's no like real connection it's all just doing shit and then Mm -hmm. still being emotionally disconnected and so you have to cross over this pride barrier and be able to connect with another human on a very vulnerable level. Like if you are not looking at your wife in the eyes and having philosophical conversations about life and love and in the future and the past and God and spirituality and just like deep shit, you are not connecting. And so that's what she desires. She wants like to feel your spirit connected with hers, all of your truth, all the shit you've been hiding for so many years that needs mm-hmm. to be shared. All your fears and doubts, like the, the, all of it, you need to do it together. And watch what happens when you share your wife, your deepest, darkest secrets that you've been hiding from her. She will feel safe to share hers. And then you guys just cross over to a whole another place that you didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's some trauma and turmoil that you have to go through to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's fight. You know, it just comes down to just fighting for your, for your relationship and fighting for, for what you want. And Takes a man not yeah. getting complacent in the ease of the relationship. You mm-hmm. have to learn to get uncomfortable in life. You want to build a business. You're going to be very uncomfortable. Most of the time you want to build your body your body's going to burn when you build it. It's going to burn. You're going to want to throw up many times. Yeah. You're not going to want to go. You you want to you want to burn the fat? You're going to burn. It's going to be hungry. You're going to have this lack of dopamine in your brain and you're going to feel like you have this itch that you can't scratch. You're going to have to sit in suffering. Mm-hmm. You want to have hard conversations with your wife where you're sharing embarrassing truths about yourself? You're going to suffer and it's going to burn but this man the man that can suffer he will thrive he's not afraid he's willing to burn it down to make it better and you have to you got to burn it down in order to build it anew we get so comfortable that we're unwilling to burn down what we already have to build a better life yeah yeah yeah, it just comes back to the to the principle too of the bringing it back to to scripture is just pruning things back. Like, um, you know, sometimes the the phrase phrase that I've heard is you some, you got to prune back hard for something to flourish. Um, you know, or yeah, that's very good point. Very yeah. good point. And yeah. um, we we just don't we we don't do it, and then we think that we got somewhere because maybe you burned it down in the past and rebuilt baby, we made it. You didn't make it anywhere. In fact, we are creatures of 
constant movement and progress. Mm -hmm. If we don't have movement, progress, and growth, we're dead. We're dead yeah. inside. And so this thought of like, someday I'll rest. Someday I'll be done. Someday I can, I can stuff my face again and have a bunch of uh, drinks and poison myself. Like, someday I can just be a lazy piece of shit. No. No, if you do that, you're going to die while you're awake. And you're going to be like, why am I so miserable? I thought, I have everything I ever wanted. Why am I so miserable? Because you stop fighting. Yeah. yeah. We're meant for yeah. We're meant for the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're 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 men and men are meant to do to do hard things. And like you said, we we've got to we've got to lean into those those things. And it's just I, I can tell you too. I, I've uh, undergone a lot of what we're you're talking about, especially in the the uh, part about you know building your body. Is that uh, I I've went through a big weight loss transformation over the last few years. I, I went from I I I like to tell this story when I can because I I hope it provides inspiration for others. But um, and I'll send you my before and after pictures. But I in uh, September of 2018, I weighed 305 pounds at five foot ten. And so, yeah, you, yes. yeah, you want to talk about being, being miserable. And so yeah. there was actually a, a circumstance, uh, my best friend's father passed away pretty early in his life be, from complications due to sleep apnea. And I had, um, you know, pre-existing conditions and, and my family has, has, has a history of sleep apnea and diabetes. And so I was kind of at that teetering point, like, you know, if I keep living, like I'm living, I'm going to wind up like, like every everything everybody else and so I, I actually worked with a dietitian while I was living in Phoenix and over a couple of years I dropped uh, over 100 pounds and uh, wow. right now I'm I weigh about 215 but uh, it's a little heavier than I want to be but uh, my lowest I, I weighed in at during that process was 195 so I, I mean I've dropped it and I've managed to keep it off for for a few years and and it's that was a tough process. You want to talk about being angry and a lack of dopamine, like first, because I was doing intermittent fasting for the first part of my diet. So because of the, my blood work and, uh, there were like that first week where I was fasting, I was just like, I walked into the office and I was just, I was so pissed and so mad at the world. Like, it's just like, I, I was like the, the phrase I used was like, I want to punch a baby or something like that. You know, it was just, and but, what's crazy is like, we become big babies and it's like, yeah, yeah. No, but then, and that's where that awareness comes in where I was talking about. Cause like in that moment where you're doing that and you're like, and you can look at yourself from an outside view and be like, really, bro, this is how we're going to do this. Like you're embarrassing, you know? And you're like, yeah. yeah. Then you put a smile on your face and you're like, okay, like it's not that big of a deal. Like yeah. people are going through much worse. And like, I'm this worried about missing a few meals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we're so we're, we're just, so yeah we're so coddled here in the western world it's, it's just bro like yeah. i'm i'm weak man i'm weak we all are weak it's too easy which is why we have to manufacture some hardship which is why you know things like fasting are good and cold showers are good and early wake-ups and workouts and controlling your nutrition and having those things dialed like we were talking about people finding their fire again like if you just get up at the same time every day non-negotiable you have some creative things that you work on. Maybe you do some journaling. Maybe you're trying mm -hmm. to, maybe you're doing some, some posts on Instagram that serve some other people. You know, uh, you have a cause. Maybe you work for a nonprofit organization and you do their social media for them. 
Like I'm just spitballing ideas, ways you can serve, get up, sacrifice the, your sleep, do some good stuff for the world. Now work out and then go to work and at work, be the light that people need because energy is transferable. Meaning the shitty energy you're about to walk into will overtake you if you don't come in with very high vibrating positivity. That is earned in the morning. Mm-hmm. When you show up that day. Otherwise, you're getting dragged into their world. You can be just like Braveheart if you have this idea that I am the light today for the people I run into. I will transform everyone's energy with my energy today. That is something to die for. That is something worth living for. And then you play that all day. And when you come home, you're exhausted. And guess what you get to do now? In this exhausted, sacrificial state of a father, you get to walk in your house and just light it on fire and show them what a father is and pick your wife up off the ground and spin her around, give her a kiss, tell her how much you love her and then go play with your kids. And in your own exhaustion where you're like, this is impossible. I feel like I'm going to die right now. I can barely even tie my own shoes, but yet you're there throwing the ball with your kids. You're giving them attention. You're showing up for them. You're off your damn phone. Yeah. That that's a brave heart life. That right there, and you get to do that every day. That's a choice. And when you're in that suffered, painful state, just know very few people are able to do what you're doing right now. And and it's an honor to be you, to be that kind of a father. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the days that I can can do that with uh with my family at uh um at set, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds like a wonderful wonderful place to be. I'm, I, and I can, I can just feel your energy through the, through the screen and through the, through the microphone. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy we were able to, to, to talk today and even just have this, this conversation. I'm like, I'm making mental notes and you know, that, that voice in my, in my head's like, Hey, are, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? You know, and, and, you know, people who are download this podcast, be like, you know, listen to, listen to what Kyle's saying, listen, you know, listen to what, what we're talking about here. Cause it's, uh, this is this is gold, man. It's gold. What's crazy is those things that I cherish so much are the exact same things that most men complain about in their families. Hmm. It is yeah. the story you tell yourself and what you tie to your daily actions. Like if you truly believe that what you are doing, you are meant to do and you were placed on this planet to do it. And now you get to do hard shit for a purpose that's greater than yourself. I mean, welcome to Unstoppable. This is the fire that you seek. It's right here. It's in the shit that you complain about. It's all right here. The gold is already in your hands. You're just like, I don't like this gold. I want better gold. Are you sure this is gold? (laughs) Like, yeah, that's that's gold. It's proven. I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. That's gold. It's like, well, throw it away then. You know, or give it to me. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Send it to... uh... By, by just treasure and gold and the best things on the planet. We're literally surrounded by heaven on earth. And then we just shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I was thinking a little bit, I was thinking about that today too. I, I, I had a little bit of a slower day at, uh, at work at my day job and I was just, my attention was wandering and I was, and I just sat there and I was just running through things that I was, thankful for that that i had that i even didn't even have like 10 or 10 or 12 years ago that that i wanted and you know now i'm, I'm in a spot where 
I feel, feel like I, you know, I, I, I going back and look at that checklist that I had in, in my early twenties of things that I wanted. And I've, I've got a pretty good majority of those. And then there's days where it's still like, I've got to walk through this proverbial mud or this black cloud kind of follows me around and I'm just trying to get that shit off of me. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's difficult to do. And, and you know what um, I did, I just accepted it. Like the depression, the anxiety, um, the dark cloud. I was like, stay, just stay. It's fine. I'm good. I'll, I'll take it. And then I just accepted it. And then I built the man amidst the darkness. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. For so many times, I so much of my life, I was trying to get rid of the, the pain. I was trying to find a way to get rid of the pain, get rid of this, this darkness, this anxiety. Like, then I realized this is part of being human. In fact, if you don't have anxiety, you ain't pushing. You're bitching out. If you don't have anxiety and you're not scared about something, you ain't doing shit on this in this world. Like you should. You yeah. should be scared. You wake up a little scared every day, a little nervous, a, a little pressure, or a lot. You know, I just can't handle it. Don't say that shit. Don't say I can't handle it. Like I handle everything. I've handled everything up until this point. I've been preparing for this. I'm going to fucking annihilate this. This is my chance. This is my opportunity. These are the words that I say to myself. I would say, boy, am I tired. This is going to be really hard. Don't say that shit. This shit's easy. I was born for this. Yeah. Yeah. We believe what we tell ourselves. It's true. I'm not talking about just affirmations. I'm talking about the way you walk, the way you move, the way you talk, the way you act, attack. You got to move. You can't just say it and not do shit. It's like, you've got to get on the attack and take action. Yeah. You know? Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's good. Good stuff, brother. Yeah. Um, well, let's take a a quick break here. Um, and we'll, uh, on the back half, we'll, uh, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about superhuman fathers. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Some of the, your, uh, your own business ventures and uh, a little bit about your experience in, in marriage and, and fatherhood. And, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll build on it a little bit more from there. This is cool. the discovering masculinity podcast. Uh, joining me today is, uh, Kyle Carnahan and, uh, we will be right back. say before on this podcast that masculinity can only bestow masculinity and the proverb very well-known proverb that as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend which is why i want to tell you about the masculine revival brotherhood this group of men have done a lot to change the lives of so many men in north america and around the world now in our culture, there's no clean break from boyhood. One day, you turn legal drinking age, and all of a sudden you're a man. Many men are lost. They have no idea what it means to be a virtuous man, to be a true man that's a protector, provider, a man who can lead his relationships, lead his life, lead his family. Which is why I want to invite you to join the Masculine Revival Brotherhood 
know, so many men, men that I've come to know personally as part of the Brotherhood have changed their lives dramatically from weight loss to moving out of their parents' basement to being able to finally approach and talk to women, to getting married, having children, becoming financially stable, all because they have a group of like-minded men in their corner, seeing their potential and seeing how they can grow. Now, what you get with the Masculine Revival Brotherhood is you will uh, be a part of weekly meetings. We have a two-and-a-half-hour virtual meeting every week to discuss and partake in processes and changes as men. We have our own private Slack community where we can uh, chat and also receive calls and connect with brothers between meetings, especially in times of support. You will receive accountability from a band of brothers who want have your back and want to see you win in life. We set quarterly goals for each other. We are a group of like-minded men. So I would encourage you, I do encourage you to join us in the Masculine Revival Brotherhood reach out to the Masculine Revival Instagram page, reach out to Brendan Schmidt, DM him the word brotherhood. And he has new groups forming this year, great leadership partners that are overseeing the group. And again, I've been a part of this group. This group has been my own personal testimonial. It's been partially responsible for the rebirth of this podcast and I would not have met men like Will Spencer Mike Pantile, Jonathan Rios and Ryan King I would not have been able to meet them or reach out to them and have them on this show and this platform I can't say enough about the men in my own group who want me to succeed, want me to lead and become a force for good I want to be a force for good in this space and the Masculine Revival Brotherhood is enabling me and equipping me to do just that So, if you want to grow, if you want to have a group of like-minded men in your corner that have your back and want to see you win in life, join the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Go to MasculineRevival.com or search for Masculine Revival on Instagram. Links will be in the show notes. Again, that's MasculineRevival.com or uh, Masculine Revival on Instagram. As Brotherhood member Ryan says, if you have the courage to live a life true to yourself, this is the 21st century initiation into manhood. This is the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Welcome back. This is the Discovering Masculinity Podcast. I'm your host, John Waltz, coming to you today from uh, Franklin, Tennessee, just south of the Music City. And joining me uh, on this episode, Mr. Kyle Carnahan of uh, Superhuman Fathers. He is a uh, Superhuman Fathers coach, uh, owner of the, uh, it, it's called uh, Roll Fast Burn Supplements. Is that right, Kyle? Yep. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your platform. Uh, what what was the inspiration for for starting Superhuman Fathers? And tell us a little bit about uh, some of the work that uh, that you're doing through that platform and that business. Yeah. Um, so I always thought I was a normal dude, um, and then uh, 
in my late thirties, uh, realized I'm, I'm not at all. Like my life's not normal. I, I have, um, five kids. Um, my kids are all in great shape. They're all ripped. My wife is jacked and ripped and healthy and strong. And we have an epic relationship. Um, we've been through some shit, but, um, you know, I ride skateboards. I surf, uh, roll some jujitsu with my boys. Um, I, I'm a musician. Um, like I do a lot of shit and, uh, and I stay, I stay ripped all year long with five kids and running businesses. And like, it's just, I live a different life. I'm on the attack on a level that most people are not like I get more done by 7am than most people get done in a fucking week. Right. So I didn't realize how abnormal I was. Once I realized that through working with other coaches who were telling me like, Hey, you got something different, bro. And I've been coaching in the firehouse, you know, helping guys with their fitness for years. And, uh, you know, one of my coaches was like, Hey, dude, you need to do this. Like for real, like on a large scale, he's like, you have a hundred million dollar brand. I'm just like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I couldn't even fathom that idea, like, let alone, you know. So I was like, fuck it. I just put all my stories on my Instagram because I had Superhuman Fathers as an Instagram. I used that as my own personal, like, accountability. I would report through the Instagram how shitty I was being as a father. Like, when I'd yell at my kids or, like, if I fought with my wife, I was just trying to level up even more. So I put it out there, and we had, like, 30 guys in the first month sign up. And I'm like, I guess I have a fitness business. I was like, damn, okay. Looks like I'm not having to work overtime. That's cool. And then I get to do this. And I really enjoyed doing the the coaching. Well, as it grew into 100, 200, 300, almost 400 people over the last couple of years, it turned into a men's group, a brotherhood. And these men got very close. And the results we got on the fitness side were so exceptional that we started to just shake the world with them. Like, so undeniable. Like we just had a 54 year old guy who was um, an alcoholic in Mm -hmm. 22 weeks, like become an absolute monster and break his addictions. Like we're doing things that 10 years of therapy can't do. I just had another buddy. He's like, Hey, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on marriage therapy and spending a year with superhuman fathers completely changed my marriage to a place. Like I didn't even know it was possible. And how is this happening? I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) I'm really not. All I know is there's magic here. And when you have men that are vulnerable, open, and real, that are actually living the life that you want, now you believe. And when you believe, you can make change. When you actually see what's possible, and then there's a path, because you can follow somebody else. What did you do? And they can give you the steps. Not from a book, not from some bullshit counselor that's not even living it themselves, but from people that are actually doing it and actually living it in a way where they're doing it all. Mm-hmm. They're running businesses that are flourishing or, you know, they're they're moving up in their job while showing up for their kids at a high level of leadership, while being massively spiritually connected with their wife and living with, with an elite physique. Yes, you can yeah. do this. You, it, you just need the guidance. So that is why people started to glom on to us. This turned into a brotherhood. We use it as accountability brotherhood and a place to share our issues, our struggles, and our bullshit with each other and bolster each other up so that we become superhuman in fitness, fatherhood, and life. Awesome. Awesome. What uh, What's your favorite thing about being a father? 
or what do you like most about uh, about same, fatherhood? Same thing I love about coaching is just watching transformation and growth and movement, and then just just these very powerful emotional moments that you miss if you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, like because you can go have a moment with your kid right now. Like, what if you just went to your, you know, I've got a 16 year old. Like, if I went down right now to my 16 year old and I was like, "Hey, buddy, I just want to tell you I love you. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited for your future." I just watch you and like you inspire me. Uh, and and I just want you to know how proud I am. That feeling, like that's fire. Yeah. There's nothing like that. But how often do we not you just go get that? It's right there waiting for you. Yeah. Like, you can go get yeah. that anytime. You do the same thing with your wife. Like you pour that out for your wife on the daily. What do you think is going to happen to your marriage? But we don't say it because we're we got resentment or we're a bunch of bullshit that is actually our fault, you know. Yeah. And now guys listening, this like, but she, but she, but she, bro, you can't control her. You control you, right? And you've been leading shitty. You've been a shitty leader because you're letting her bad energy affect you. You can go get the gold right now. The magic is right there. Just go apologize and go profess your love, and just pour it out to her. Yeah. Like yeah. you can go get that right now. I can go get that from any of my coaching clients. I can go have a moment with them. You know, yeah. I love this. I love this. This is flow state right here. This conversation because we're fully engaged. Mm -hmm. It's recording. So it's like, it makes you snap into a different gear and to really focus. My wife and I just started a podcast. Why did I do that for business? No, for us, because I've been on so many podcasts and I know how connected you get. So her and I sat there for three hours straight and we talked on this podcast. When was the last time her and I talked straight, looking at each other for three hours straight? Maybe when we were dating? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's probably been a while. There were tears in that podcast. And when we got done with that podcast, she was lit. She was on fire. She was just like a light, smiling ear to ear. Like, yeah. That's the level of connection we want to get, you know? So there's yeah. a little, your little trick, like try that. Like if you're thinking of doing a podcast, go get your wife and, and uh, get on a podcast. She's going to, she's going to let out a lot of your bullshit too. So just be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might not want to actually put it out in the world, but just turn, yeah. at least pretend it's on record. Yeah. 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 The phrase goes, pain is temporary, but the internet's forever. So, so sometimes <laughs> you got to be, be wary of that. But uh, I actually, uh, my uh, ex-girlfriend I had I had about a, a year ago she one of the reasons that she wanted to start dating me was she found my podcast online and just found you know how you know and I was like I never thought that this would be a result of that but bro that's so epic because like think about that like in business too it's like people get to know you on your podcast like they they listen to you for an hour hours multiple hours of you and then there's like no like and trust goes out the roof. Like whatever you're selling, they're like, dude, you give me so much value. Like I'm buying whatever you're selling. Like you're selling vacuums. Like I want to buy your vacuums. Like I just want to yeah. give something back, you know, yeah. especially if you have a product that gives so much value on top of what you already gave them. Like you're just blessing lives, man. And it's great. Yeah. And you're making money doing what you love. Monetizing your passion is just the best thing ever. Like, like, bro, like I, I didn't even, I did this for free for like 10 years, just helping people put it into a business, right? Like we, we did like 1.2 million last year. I'm a, I'm a fucking wow. dumb 
bro. <laughs> like this is just scratching the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm pumping all that shit back into the business to grow it because the message is everything. But I mean, like what an epic thing to do. What, what we were talking before we came on, how important consistency is. Mm-hmm. Like consistency. Like, why am I able to keep this body amidst all this pressure, stress, and stuff that I do? Consistency. I just yeah. show up to the gym same time every day. My wake up time's the same. I pretty much eat the same shit every day. Like consistency in the business. Mm-hmm. How did my business grow? I showed up on Instagram hard every day, every single day. I never missed a day. Yeah. A year. Never missed. Like awesome. anything that you just show up and never miss on, you can be an idiot just like me. People are like, don't call yourself an idiot. I'm an idiot just like you. Same. Yep. Like yep. we're all idiots and we all beat ourselves up. And why me? You know, why would I be worthy to do that? Who would listen to me? And it's like, well, they'll listen to you because you keep showing up and you're building somebody worth listening to because you're building yourself and then you're sharing what you learn. You know, and then whatever you're selling, like I don't, I don't care if you're a real estate agent, like, like, put your yeah. message out, there. help people, serve people. I was talking to a solar guy the other day. He's like, I was like, hey, when you go door to door, man, like, just like this, this Jack dude, he's jacked. Um, he's like thirty, and I was like, tell me about what's what's the hardest thing you've been through. He's like, do you mean like having like an absent father and like getting beat as a kid and abused? And I was like, oh, bro. You have it. Like you have it. You've been through hard shit. You're jacked and you got a good countenance about you. It's like, don't worry about selling your solar. Like go in there and like actually try to bless their lives with some like get to know them and and like just, just try to help them with their life, man. Like, yeah. Hey, people are struggling out there. Most people that answer the door we you're trying to sell solar to, their marriage sucks. They can't connect with their kids. They're fat. They can't control their diet. They have addictions and they feel completely spiritually off. And it's like, help people with that. And then you can sell whatever you want. Yeah. And yeah. then you won't even really care. It, you'll just, it'll just flow to you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff, man. Um, one, one cl- uh, more quick question. Well, uh, we, we've kind of covered it a little bit, kind of uh, gone around here, but uh, um, you know, you, let's just say, you know, you, you come across a young man uh, out on the street one day and he's you, you see he's in that state. He's down, dejected, trying to figure out what he's going to you know, what he's going to do or he's just ready to unplug from everything and just kind of go his own way and just, you know, just say fuck it to the world and just just go off. What uh, what advice would you give a, a young man in that state? How old is he? Would we say let's just say he's in his uh, he's in his early 20s, mid 20s. Okay. And, and, uh, he, I'm guessing he's, uh, does he currently have a, a, a job? Is he trying to do anything or is he just like flustered and not have anything going on? Just flustered and doesn't have anything going on. Okay. So, uh, we'll, uh, call this kid, uh, Johnny. <laughs> so All Johnny, right. Yeah. right. He, he doesn't have, he, he probably had a terrible father or a non-existent father or a, overbearing father who drove him away so he doesn't have a good example johnny needs to be inspired he needs to feel the fire and see what he's capable of because he doesn't believe in himself and he doesn't see what what's possible for him and the fact is whatever's possible for anyone is possible for johnny that's the message that he needs to understand is that johnny what is it that you want to do like what is it that you want what do you want in life what do you want 
Because this answer of like, what do you want is so important. And most people don't know that the answer to that question. Um, yeah. One of the things Garrett White says in uh, in Wake Up Warrior is he in his books, he talks about men are like really quick to say what they don't want, but they don't know what they want. They won't be able to say what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once Johnny starts to talk about what he wants, like, well, I, you know, I want to make, I want to, I want to have a business and make a lot of money. Okay, cool. I want to have a family someday. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's stop right there. Okay. So what kind of man do you have to become to build a business and lead people? Like, well, I gotta be like, I gotta know some shit. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. We're getting to the right place. So what kind of shit do you think you need to know? Well, um, I need to learn how to run a business. Okay. So what's the most important piece of running a business? And what I'm going to try to get them to say is leadership. You know, we'll start working down that. He'll probably answer a bunch of things and leadership. Okay. How do you lead people? Uh, I don't know. Take some classes. <laughs> you could, it's probably, it's going to be minimal help. Who do you follow? Who do you respect, Johnny? And he'll say, uh, you know, maybe someone in a book that he read or a story of a celebrity who's done some amazing things. He'll usually say like anime characters, like, yeah. like, like these powerful superhero anime characters. And uh, I've had this conversation with my son, you know, yeah. and he'll say like this anime character. I go, why do you respect him? He goes, man, he just, he's strong and he's powerful. I go, how did he get strong and powerful? He goes, he just trained. I go, oh, he trained. Mm. Okay. And how often did he train? Every day. Every day. Every day or multiple times a day, multiple times a day. Okay. Now we're starting to see. So he's a leader, right? Yes. Okay. So leaders train multiple times a day in order to do what? In order to build themselves. Yes. Now you're getting it. Build yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, and then get out there and use what you learned. Get out there and experience life and try things, take risks and work hard. And Johnny, the thing that's going to keep you from becoming this man is the resistance. The resistance is going to come in many forms, mostly in the form of sedation, because it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really stressful, and you're going to want to quench that pain. Those who can sit in that pain will rise. Those who hide the pain with sedation, they'll get nowhere. And if you sedate too much, you'll be that bum who's digging in the trash. That'll be you. Yeah. That's full sedation. But most men are in the middle some way where they're sedated and stuck. Basically just as bad as that bum on the street. They just don't know it, but they feel the same. In fact, the bum might even feel better than them as miserable as they are. Yeah. And yeah. so I walk these kids through with questions. It's all about questions. Help them find the answer to what it is they want themselves and then help them find the answer to what they need to do to get there principle based, you know? Yep. Awesome. Yep. It comes back to consistency, but, uh, like we were, we were saying just a few minutes ago. So all oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. He is uh, Kyle Carnahan of uh, superhuman fathers, uh, Kyle, before we wrap everything up, where is the best place for people to find you? Yeah. Instagram at superhuman fathers. That's the place I'm, I'm also on YouTube. I got a bunch of shorts on there and stupid TikTok, freaking TikTok. <laughs> right. Oh. Got a lot of trolls on TikTok too. I got a, my my best haters are on TikTok. So if you hate me after listening to this, go to TikTok, make some hate comments. Um, I may respond to you. I may not, just depending on uh, how good the hate is. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like after today, if you're going to bring some hate, you got to you got to bring it like, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't uh, good, man. And yeah. that's superhumanfathers.com. You go to superhumanfathers.com. You can book a 60 minute appointment with myself or uh, one of the members of the Brotherhood in, in order to uh, have an, a, an initial interview to see if uh, if you are in a space where you can join us and then come crush life with us. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, links to all that will be in the show notes for sure. So thank you so much, Kyle. It was an honor to uh, to talk to you today. I've got some good takeaways for myself. I, uh, I know the audience will too. Uh, he is Kyle Carnahan of Superhuman Fathers. Get your words done. Superhuman Fathers. And uh, I am John Waltz. This is the Discovering Masculinity Podcast. And I will talk to you all next time.